1: I want to know what the most extravagant date that you've gone on is, Thomas.
2: Extravagant is an interesting extravagant, word, yeah. One that I wouldn't apply to myself. <laughs> See, I get extravagant when I splurge to get the gold top milk. <laughs> Like that's my
1: (laughs) Oh, honey, (laughs) buckle up! We got the good milk
2: tonight. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Daddy's bringing home the gold top. Um, Extravagant in the 21st century, one answer might be uh, taking a date to a drive-in theater movie because, like, you're spending fuel to get there. You sit you, and they don't miss you at the candy bar at a (laughs) drive-through drive-through theater. They don't miss you. You, so you end up spending an extravagant amount on on pretty regular I food. I Bloody love driving, um, can I just say? But I suppose one date got a got like a spa glass of champagne kind of kind of date out of me. Oh, that's nice. She didn't know that I got that day for free, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's
1: that's no less special. Look, you decided yeah. to spend your you free it, spa you experience do on you, that person. What, what,
2: what do you give a shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: as long as we're doing it.
2: So in uh, that that's what leaps to mind in terms of extravagance. Uh how about yourself, Liz? Look, Liz? my
1: my most extravagant date was kind of like half extravagant, half street, and I'm into it. Uh, I half
2: extravagant, half street. Yeah,
1: someone sent a limo for me. Very nice. Um to go to a food truck, and I was oh, like, "That yeah. is the best oh, yeah. combo date for me ever." Are you eating the food truck because in then, the limo? Then, yeah, yeah. Then we got the food yeah. from the food truck, oh, and then yeah. we sat in the limo and ate it, and it was amazing. Um, but like other, when I've gone extravagant, so I used to date a guy who was a bit of a cheapskate, um, and when I went extravagant, um, he would get mad at me for spending money. Mm. And so at the time I was working at a magazine um, and we did get quite a few freebies in. Um, but when I really fancied going somewhere really nice, I would just go and buy a gift card for it and tell him that I got it for free at work so that we could uh, go out to the
2: date. Yes, look. It's, and I, I like got it. mad at
1: myself for doing that after we'd broken up because I was like, fuck it. If you want to go somewhere nice, you should play go somewhere nice.
2: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Welcome
1: agree. to Ghost of Boyfriends Past. I'm Liz Best. Hello,
2: everybody. Tom Harris. Thank you for tuning in again.
1: And look, the reason... That I've been asking about extravagant dates is because the guest that we have today and I were uh, chatting before uh, she came on. I know we broke broke the rules. Um, So first of all, let me uh, let me introduce uh, returning guest and friend of the podcast Tilly. Yes, hello. Thank Thank you for for coming back in. Tilly and I were talking about the Bachelorette.
2: The Bachelorette and so TV, the television television show.
1: Are you familiar at all, Thomas? I
2: know it exists as a show, and I know the concept. I would have glimpsed scenes of it. That is my so.
1: Well, look. The reason why I want to talk about the Bachelorette before we get into Tilly's story is because this year in Australia, and it's a first for the entire world in the twenty-plus years that Bachelorette's been going on, we have an Indigenous bisexual. Bachelorette.
2: Well, we So,
1: a she's actually first. dating – yeah, it's a world first and she's dating men and women and I, for one, am here for it. What about you, Tilly?
3: I am too. Um, the Bachelor as a format isn't usually my taste in um, reality TV. Yes. There's plenty of other ones. I find it very um, mononormative, um, heteronormative. Um, it's it's a zero sum game for the people. I'm thinking
2: is is the Bachelor. Sorry to cut in. Is the Bachelor one of those or the Bachelor one of those shows that gets memed a bit? Where they'll it'll be like, wow, I wonder who the bloke is going to be, and it's the same it's guy. It's the same, it's same, guys the, same yes. looking guy. Yes. So it's okay. that kind of yep, gotcha, yep. Yep. great. yep
3: it's, it's very
1: um, uh, it's same bland. same. They're all white bread, and and yeah. they they, t- they do tend to be white with one or two token people of color yes. as well. Gotcha. Yes,
3: yes. however. This um, particular season of it was talked about by a couple of people who I value their opinions on this type of thing. So I thought I would give it a go and I loved it. Yes. (laughs) I loved – they had a a really genuine welcome to country to begin with. Which is beautiful. on Mm -hmm. her um, Indigenous heritage. Uh, And then, you know, men and women started to come up the red carpet to meet her and – it warmed my heart. Me
1: too. <laughs> like, okay, so obviously anybody who has listened to <laughs> Love Batchelor on this particular podcast network knows that I have been a frequent uh, recurring mm. guest on that podcast because I do watch way too much trashy reality Bachelor television. But the thing that really upset me about this just quickly is that um, the ratings came out and the ratings for this season are the lowest that any other Bachelor series was have going, ever been. That was going to be my question, and I think yeah. it's just because the series has been on a decline because it's been getting shitter and shitter. But what I wanted to talk about it here is because I want people to watch this season mm-hmm. because I think it's important that that this kind of visibility is happening on On mainstream television, and if 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 the bigwigs are like, oh, okay, I guess people don't like bisexual people. Like, it just it has the capacity to make a lot of change. So even if you don't love The Bachelor, or even if you don't (laughs) live in Australia, find a VPN and doubt you because it's it's on our uh, uh, an app called Ten Play, Mm. which is free. Yes. So if you can get a VPN to make it look like you're in Australia to increase those viewership numbers, Mm. I it would just warm the cockles of my heart because it's just it's fucking important. Plus, my god, like I'm I I consider myself a, you know, like 90% straight person. Uh. Those women are oh. gorgeous. Yes. Okay. And it's, the,
2: un, it's unfair. I was
1: like, "Dude, <laughs> dude, a, dude." A, I was like, "Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. He's mm-hmm. okay." Oh my god, she's beautiful.
3: Well, interestingly, even the the male suitors were quite intimidated by the women yeah and and how they were approaching the bachelorette it was quite
1: funny uh, yeah first episode not i mean it's first episode i'm not spoiling too much i think at the time of recording we're two eps in right Um, okay so you, you have a cocktail party the format is there's a cocktail party and people get to go up and talk and they and she spends the bachelorette spends time talking to each one of them and none of the men the men were just like freaking out and all the women were just getting their you know getting their lady balls up and Mm. just like
3: Getting getting in
1: there grabbing her can i steal you like absolutely having the confidence to go up and get her
2: wow interesting so not only so not only is this season of the bachelorette positive in terms of recognition and and um Oh there's a wonderful word that's that's just flowing out of my brain representation yes. thank you very much produce, producer zane um but also an interesting sort of like you you three, you the women and the men yeah. in together and you just watching the women I by the sound of it walk all over the these, at the moment uh, yeah the, uh, currently yeah. These, these scared and it's funny men.
1: because one of there was one of the girls did a really shitty thing um in the first episode, and the guy didn't really say much about it. And then one of the guys did a shitty thing in the next episode, and the girl was like, How dare you? You're <laughs> oh, a dick. Like, <laughs> 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 just the social <laughs> dynamics of it, you know, is, is, is hilarious. But yes, please, if you can, um, get those viewership numbers up because we've got an Indigenous Australian bisexual bachelorette, and it is, it is, it
3: shouldn't be, you know, groundbreaking, but it is.
2: It's kind but, of cool and important, it, yeah.
3: Yeah, and even she comments in the first half an hour or so about um, the representation and that her as a 10-year-old child never saw anybody Mm. like herself on Mm. television. Um, And I'm hearing this quite a lot across uh, reality programs and the people who are on them and the importance of... Uh, minorities being represented and and feeling like they're representing their community and and showing an example of who you can be.
2: It's important to see yourself. That's why Mm. straight white guys look at uh, their... don't ever ha- have never had to question this stuff because they've mm. always seen them like yeah. they grow up seeing every action hero is is a white man every so so now they're like oh what what you want representation too i don't understand Why it. well are you you've taking always it you've always, you, yeah you've always had it so it isn't yeah it's it, it, it is important and if you hate some people hate reality so-called reality tv some people can't stand it put that aside for now and and We're Genie. not
1: sponsored, by the way. Channel 10 has not paid <laughs> no, me any money. No.
2: I would be dressed much nicer. <laughs> <currently>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and by the way, I don't think I've mentioned her name. Her, uh, the bachelorette's name is Brooke Blurton.
2: Brooke Blurton. And she's
1: bloody gorgeous, mm. my Blurton, God! Brooke bloody
2: gorgeous. Mm. Get around, <laughs> get around her. Excellent.
1: All right, so are we just—I just wanted to do that up the top about talking about how important that I is. Love so please a, get the viewership numbers up. A, you can a, do it.
2: A public service announcement.
1: Even if you play it in the background with the volume down, if you absolutely hate <laughs> yeah, the show, go, please. Go I just, it. I just want the people who decide TV things in Australia to see that people want this stuff, whether mm. you do or not. Just make it happen for, for for me and for Tilly and for Tom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that that's out of the way, Tilly, you've come back to tell us. A, are we going with a story, a couple of stories? Um,
3: I thought it might be interesting. Um, I think on the the last one I mentioned, I was non-monogamous, mm-hmm. um, and you know my earlier reaction to the Bachelor not being so good because it is so mononormative mm-hmm. and um, almost toxic monogamous culture in the way that it. It presents a lot of it. Um, so I thought I'd sort of talk about how I came to non-monogamy, what it means Perfect. to me, how that sort of works. Please ask questions. I've prepared a little bit of stuff, but um, I'm sure there's other stuff you might want to know about.
2: Great. So uh, readers new to the show. Tilly has been a guest uh, already and has touched on this subject once. So go back and listen to that episode it's if you need me. It's Tilly
1: and all the first dates.
2: That's right. Um, because can... Tilly
1: uh, views dating as a, as a bit of a hobby as well. So, so she's been on many dates and had some really great stories for us that you can listen to, and we'll have that episode in the show notes. And on her okay. first
2: uh, on her first uh, appearance, uh, Tilly learnt our three rules. Um, so we'll, we can only briefly touch on them today. No threats on air, Tilly. Um, if you can please help that. Um, aliases, if you can help them with people, stories, places, you know, names. Very important. We don't want um, other uh, and the, the rest of you. No, don't. Figure out who Tilly's talking about and docs dox their information no, online. That's our don't be a dick rule. Yeah, don't yes. don't ruin it for yep. the rest of us. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, so that's rules over the way. The rest of you know where to go to to sort of hear Tilly's first end. Everyone, but Ghost of Bovins past. Mm-hmm. Tilly, please take it. Takes away.
3: Okay. So, yeah. So let's start. Let's yeah.
1: start at the beginning. At what point did you kind of, I guess, twig that you know the monogamous root was perhaps something you wanted to deviate away from?
3: So I probably first heard about non-monogamy in my late teens and something about it made sense to me, you know, in a way that... um Sort of monogamous relationships didn't, but there was so much sort of social conditioning around monogamous culture and finding the one. Mm. And Ugh, um, tell me about it. Yeah, you know. My God,
1: I feel like that stereotype has ruined my life alone. <laughs> like mm.
3: the amount of undoing you have to do from all of this information that comes in is is incredible. Um, so I sort of heard about it, and you just. Felt I was too insecure. I didn't feel confident in any way in dating, and that I just wasn't going to be able to do that. So, I sort of, you know, tried to date monogamously. Um, had a a series of very poor monogamous relationships um, in my twenties. Um, a lot of gaslighting, a lot of lack of communication, um, and infatuation that wasn't reciprocated. But I was still strung along. Um, uh, one particular one in my late 20s that I had a, a gut feeling that it wasn't right and my solution to that was to just not ask. Ah. I didn't ask, he couldn't tell me that something was That's wrong. That's right. Right. It's Information the head in the sand method. Yes. Folks. Yeah. So yep. that, that was my 20s pretty much. Yeah. Um, between all of those relationships I took a, a long break from dating to sort of recover from mm-hmm. those, rebuild myself, work out what I didn't want, um, what what I did want in relationships um and uh, I'm not quite sure where to go after that um so yeah so after those ones I I then got to the point where I decided that it was better better to ask even if I if even if I got an answer that I didn't want it was yes. better to know than to not know mm.
1: that is one of the greatest lessons honestly I know we're going to lessons early that I've learnt is that asking if something's wrong is only ever a win-win situation because whilst it's scary and intimidating to have to ask that honest question getting the answer will make you realize that that person isn't your person faster so you can move on to finding something that makes you happier and fulfills exactly. you I exactly mean, it's it's like short it's like ripping off the band-aid it's the short-term pain for long-term gain that's exactly it. Yeah. and
3: by staying in unhealthy relationships you're building more poor views of yourself and yes. lowering your self-esteem and taking on more of, you know, what's wrong with me. Yeah, and situation. it's much harder to come back from that than it is to ask the scary questions. Yeah, exactly. Um, so once I'd sort of been through those, I in my sort of early-ish 30s, I just started casually dating and made, probably made a few poor decisions there as well, <laughs> um, but also learnt to recognise what I didn't want in a relationship, to recognise the gut feelings um, a bit quicker, Mm. not sort of (sighs) try to aim for something uh, that society thought was acceptable rather than what I actually wanted out of a relationship. (laughs) Um, uh, Then sort of as I was dating and meeting new people and I think I may have even met a couple of non-monogamous people and sort of heard about their experiences and started reading a little bit more about it, and more of it just clicked with how I viewed the world. Yeah. That I've never been somebody to follow the path that, that everybody else does. Can you, um,
2: can you try and describe that feeling when something in your life or a series of things in your life start, it clicks into place so, and you can look around and go, oh... Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, this, yes. this is nice, this is me, you know, I don't know. I t-
3: so uh, one thing I was just about to mention that really um, gels with that is I was diagnosed uh, with ADHD a couple right. of years ago. Right. And the not following the normal yes. path is a really neurodivergent um, sort of aspect, I guess. Um and so that that was all sort of clicking as well, and um, right. you know looking back on things oh that's that's why I was like that oh, that's why I felt different there yeah. and um, uh, yeah um, while I was also sort of reading about non-monogamy and um, things were sort of clicking in that, I also sort of embraced my queer identity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was about 14, I had identified as a straight woman who sometimes had crushes on women. Mm-hmm. And then I got into my 30s and was like, maybe I could just be bi or pan or, you know, whatever mm. term you want to use for that. And that, yes, I actually am attracted to uh, different genders. Yeah, um, And for me, that is very much the full spectrum of, of genders. Whatever somebody wishes to identify with is is fine basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I discovered something called the relationship escalator, which is that um, example of what a relationship, how a relationship progresses. Okay. You go on a few dates, you become exclusive, mm-hmm. you call each other your partner, you rent a place together, you buy a place together, you have a child. That never appealed to me. All of my friends in my late 20s, started getting married and having kids and I didn't look at that as that's what I want. Mm. I felt like something was missing, but it wasn't that, I guess.
1: Yeah. See, I wanted that and I didn't know why. Right. Because the universe told me. That that is what one had to do. And Mm, I constantly felt like I was running up an escalator going backwards. Like Mm. I was running up the wrong one being like, why can't I get to the top of this fucking thing? Yeah, exactly.
2: And when when society or in your life, you've only seen the one path and you you go, I don't like that one path. Is there another part? You know, that's so confusing.
3: That even comes back to representation that we were Mm, talking about earlier, seeing people who don't fit into the normal model of relationships. Or um, another really lovely one, um, a reality show, was Love on the Spectrum of Dating with Autism. And, you know, their steps on a relationship escalator are very different to somebody who's neurotypical Mm. as well. Um, So that's another example of why representation Mm. is so important, I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I'm for so long I don't even recall seeing any kind of representation of um, women who choose to be single, which is my experience. Um, mm. Uh, being displayed as anything other than being spinsters or left on the shelf. Exactly. Like That's right, yeah. so I'm really loving the fact that like I was looking at some memes of Whoopi Goldberg the other day and she's <laughs> no, like no, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, I'm single because yeah. I don't want another I don't want anyone else in my house. Yeah. I don't want to have to share my <laughs> money. And I was like, you are house. a queen. <laughs> yes. Um but yeah it's 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 representation so matters whether that be um, you know, uh, pansexuality or bisexuality or non monogamy or like seeing
3: these things in the media is so important. Mm. And seeing uh, healthy um, examples of this. Yes. There's a lot of examples of, of Polly where it's, uh, you know, a throuple of, of two women and a man and there's lots of drama and it's closed. Mm. And jealous. It's, uh, and sure, and yeah. Which isn't uh, most people's experience. I still
1: it. don't think I've seen any TV show that has, rec- that has represented that. It's either been drama Or freak show Like Mm. there's no Like even the reality shows Deliberately insert the drama Into stuff like that I'd love to see a TV show Where people are just You know Poly or non-monogamous And it's not part of the storyline It just is It's just incidental Mm. Yeah Yeah. It's
3: um, I've been noticing uh, People who are non-binary it just referred to as they and it's not actually yes. made a big deal about it's That's, just this is this is how it is there's this a is. few
1: shows that yeah there's there's been people even who have been trans people and they're just like she he mm. you know and no one's like their transness is not a thing yes. mm. so fucking great yeah, more it, of that please
3: <laughs> in the same way we could have representations where non monogamy is just the way these people operate yeah. it's not it's not the the cause or the source of the drama yeah in a, a storyline or a narrative. Yes. Um, okay, so once I'd sort of decided that I was definitely more interested in dating non-monogamously, I sought out uh, people to go on dates with who were non-monogamous, um, learned a bit more about it, listened to people talking about it, um, went on a, a few dates uh, with people who just didn't gel, just for the same reason yeah, it wouldn't um, <laughs> otherwise. Um one of my early experiences of it, unfortunately, was quite toxic. Um, mm. I ended up in a what I would call a toxic polycule. Um, right. I went on a, a date with a man, there was a fair bit of chemistry, um, not uh, he was he had a partner and he talked about you know other people he was dating. Mm. Within an hour of me leaving that first date, he'd asked me if um, his partner could could contact me. right. Which, at the time, I thought, okay, that's, you know, she just wants to demystify and, you know, that's that's okay. Um, Still, a little bit yeah, confronting. Yeah, it's, it's, a a bit bit it's
1: a bit full on. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit
3: forward. Um, like, wait till the second date. Jesus. <laughs> right. Yeah. At least. So, then I had another date with him that week where we hooked up and within an hour I had a message from her asking about it. Not mm. in an in accusatory way, more in an excited sort of way of, okay. oh, you've just slept with my partner. Let's talk about this as sort oh. of girlfriends. Mm. And, okay. And again, a little bit weird, not quite Like sort of if you were friends or if you knew her or like. Or was that was weird. part of what I'd talked about what with. What you'd him signed up well. for. Yeah. Okay. But again, I was a bit new to it. I wasn't really uh, seeing the red flags for what they were at the time. Mm. Um, there is a, a term in poly called unicorn hunting where it's a, a, a man and a bisexual woman in a relationship looking for a third bisexual woman mm-hmm. and she has to be attracted to both of them. Mm-hmm.
2: Unicorn, so i.e. Unic- rare, yeah, yeah, that that it. It, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, rare.
3: There is a lot of inherent issues with that. There's hierarchy with the um, existing partnership that will often mm, sort of bring sure. it undone. I hadn't realised at the time that I was basically being unicorn hunted, Mm. Um, Uh, and so she was kind of trying to worm her way into. Feel like that should have been disclosed. (laughs) 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 Um, There was a lot of hierarchy in that relationship. She she had been in a marriage where she'd been cheated on, so she had a lot of insecurities and hang ups and. However, he didn't recognise how toxic that was to his other relationships and right. didn't counter it anyway. There was one instance where um, we were hanging out. He'd given me a massage, but he'd forgotten to tell her that I was over, and he didn't reply for fifteen minutes, oh. and she started having a meltdown. Yeah, he leaves me lying on the bed naked, mm. um, oh. goes to deal with it. Oh. i of just like, oh, you're not nearly as important. You're not as this the priority. Oh. Bang. Um, other dates intruded on our date. It was it was really toxic. Um, eventually, I said something to him about it, and he immediately shared that message with her without my consent. Oh, good. Wow! Fantastic. So then she came at me about it. And so, so that was fun.
1: How did you? How did you? extricate yourself from that relationship?
3: I oh, said my piece and blocked everybody. Oh, yeah. well Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, yes. I am a big fan of blocking and yes. moving on. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, that's
2: it's
1: healthy as fuck. <laughs> I love it. And it's so
2: clean. Yes. Mm. It's so clean. You
1: recognised yeah. at a point that it wasn't working and that people were treating you poorly. Snip. You said your bit
3: and walked. I yes. love it. <laughs> yep. I... There's a, a thing with, with arguments that happen where the person who's hurt um, wants to be acknowledged that the hurt has been caused and the person who's done the hurt wants the excuse to kind of be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And I could see that we I was never going to get the acknowledgement of being hurt in that and there was... No point in continuing to try to ask for that because I just wasn't. I love that. Get it. Yeah,
1: good. So so, yeah, so good many you. times you like, like, but here you've done a thing and you just spend so much of your energy trying to get mm. a narcissist to admit exactly. that they're being a narcissist, and you're just never going to get it. it.
3: No, no, move on. Gold.
1: So um, then, from that, what did you learn and take into future relationships?
3: Hmm. Certainly, to be a bit more aware of. Red flags. Mm-hmm. I suppose
2: you were new in this. You were kind of new into this whole oh, yeah. figuring it all out. So and the rules and, and, and the yeah. rules of the playground, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe the wife can just message, you know, so maybe you were just floundering a bit and didn't have the info. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exciting
3: things were new for, mm. for an ADHD brain. Um, right. Yeah. The novelty. Yeah. yeah. all new and this is fun and we're doing <laughs> things that are different. And, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a little bit more about uh, recognising red flags, watching the, the way somebody talks about their partner mm-hmm. and the enmeshment of, of that is sort of quite important. Um, so you can sort of ask key questions, I guess, about how they approach non-monogamy. Um, that tells a lot about how it might play out um, going forward, I guess. Um, So once I got out of that, I then, I guess, tried to date more single people who were also non-monogamous. Unfortunately, what I found with that, it was often usually men who had been in long-term monogamous relationships that had ended and there'd obviously been a lot of resentment there and they had the the feeling that I don't want to go back to that type of relationship. Mm. What ends up often happening there is they've still got a monogamous mindset they get that new relationship energy with somebody and all of the other relationships kind of fall by the wayside because they get so wrapped up mm. in that person and, and sort of want to step back onto the relationship escalator. Uh, whereas that is not the way I approach relationships at all. Even a, a long-term relationship is as important to me as a new interests. Mm. Yes, and I'm, I'm very careful to sort of maintain time and energy um, across all of those in a way that I can. So we had a question come in from producer Zane
1: mm-hmm. um, that as a pan woman unicorn, is that the only time that you have been hunted
3: as a unicorn? Um, I have definitely been um it, it's been suggested or messaged on an app or something, mm. but I tend not to then meet with those people. Yeah. I think That's I, not a dynamic it's, you want to put yourself back in. Not really. Yeah. No. Look, if something organically happened that I, I met a couple at, at the same time rather than meeting one of them first probably and there was an attraction or something, it's not entirely outside the realms of possibility, um, but it's certainly not something I'm seeking. Mm. And, and it's definitely – I've got – Uh, a a keener eye for those situations I think now than I did
1: And so I guess as you're moving through what are some of the more um, healthy positive relationships that you've been in?
3: So um, the two that I'm in at the moment are are pretty healthy Um, both uh, the two people I'm currently dating are both married men Mm -hmm. Um, one of them I would call a satellite so we've sort of got an orbit in each other In mm-hmm. each other's worlds um, The other one is a comet Because he lives in North Queensland And only comes into my orbit mm, Occasionally right. Yeah, sure Sort of passes by um, So I guess discussing things like How as a couple They've dealt with issues That have come up in, in Polly um, Is a, a green flag um, Hmm What else?
2: I was quietly wondering: Where do polyamorous people seeking polyamorous relationships? Where do they shop for these people? <laughs> are you also on t- your tenders, you <laughs> your, your mumbles? Is there yes. a specific site? You know, is it just information? It's just it's just dating it's information. Word of mouth yeah. in the community. Yeah, yeah how yeah, does no. that- Yeah,
3: there's there's um, a couple of meetups that happen. Right. Do you ever give references
1: and be like, I've dated
3: this person. Yeah, you right. should <laughs> also. <laughs> I certainly would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <a dating laughs> So resume. if anyone's that dated the- Tilly and they want a reference it
1: attended well. She will give references? Yes. <laughs>
3: um no, I've just I've got it on my my Tinder bio. Um I think okay, Cupid, you can select seeking non-monogamous. Right.
2: Okay. Good. Um
3: there's an app called Field, F W E L D, um that you can actually link to your partner's um uh, profile as well. Oh, that's interesting. that's sort of more uh, kink non monogamy yeah it's, yeah that sort of
1: stuff but i of i i think it's good that that kind of stuff is out there as well so that it's not just like you need like cause i was talking to someone about this recently who's who's looking at opening their marriage and um the just on a sexual level and um we were discussing whether they actually had chemistry with the third that their partner wanted to bring in, and they were like, "Well, I don't really know. Mm. Um, it's you know, it's we're we're figuring that out." And like having some kind of app that that links so you can kind of start chatting to both people at the same time and not have that power balance. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I think there's I think there's more work to be done it's in a, those it's areas. Certainly
2: groovy. Though I only yeah. I only ask because Tilly like you. Once upon a time, there might be a reader listening to this now, going, "Ah, information! Great, it's give me where, into place. Where, where, where where can do I, I go?" Meet? Yeah,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, meetups are a really good one. It's quite a, a casual group of, of people. Um, I'm not very sociable, so I don't tend to go out a <laughs> lot, fine. except um, on first dates. <laughs> <laughs> yes. still, I haven't been <laughs> yes. on many of those recently. It's Thanks, COVID, <laughs> <laughs> and moving house yeah. and other other life things that happen. Um, I guess I'll, I'll share one of the, the things um, with past guests of yes. the, the podcast, Scott and Amy. Um, so I had been on a couple of dates with Scott and he asked if I would be happy to meet Amy. Um, and so we had a, a lovely brunch and it did a couple of things. It, it demystified her. Mm-hmm. So when he would talk about her, I didn't sort of have this image of, mm. I mean, Amy is incredible as well yeah. so she's quite impressive she's yeah. very articulate she's very intelligent um, which at, the, at first I found a little bit intimidating and then I one thing I like to do is take a step back and think is something poly problem or is it a relationship problem or a, just a general thing basically yeah and so I took it back to if I met Amy in a in a situation where I wasn't date, wanting to date her husband, would I still find her articulate, impressive, mm. and yeah, I would. If i been yeah. in a work situation or a social, I, I would have I would have had a similar reaction. So that that sort that's of that's a good way to think about it. Yeah, uh. yeah, um, and yeah, just sort of seeing the way they had considered and practiced and thought about non-monogamy that was quite similar to the way that I I approached it. Yes,
1: you get to see then if you're meeting the partner... whether the person you are non-monogamous with is telling the truth about the extent of yes, the non-monogamy of their relationship. That
3: is also true. I, I did ask somebody on a, on an app once, he said he had an open relationship mm-hmm. and my first question was, is everybody in your relationship yeah, but, uh, aware yeah. that it's it <laughs> open? And I got reason. unmatched. Oh. <laughs> like, clearly not. Yes,
1: good question to ask. <laughs> yes, yes. And so how do you cope with, uh, one of the things that I, I think I asked Amy and Scott this as well, but one of the things that I would struggle with is jealousy, but that's because I have a lot of cheating baggage, which I have yet to unpack. Oh, yes. um, but how, like, how do you,
3: do you struggle with that ever? So occasionally, but I there's also a nuance between envy and jealousy for yeah, me. Sure. So for me, jealousy is I deserve that. I should be the one having that, not you. It should be all mine. Mm. Envy is more, oh, that's something that I wish I had or I wish I had experienced yeah. that mm. as well. Yes. So envy comes up more than jealousy, right. I think. Um When jealousy does come up, it's usually because there's an unmet need Mm. somewhere and it's either that I haven't properly expressed that need or maybe that person doesn't actually have the capacity to meet that need and then I have to decide whether I can live with that Mm. um, unmet need with that person, I guess. Um, So your jealousy, because you know what you're going into, I think as well, Um, but I experienced jealousy in Monogamous relationships. Yes. Yeah. So that that's again, yeah. that's a, a relationship issue more than a poly issue. Yeah. Um, I think in the toxic polycule there was more of a jealousy. I think there was jealousy in both ways in mm. that. And that's not healthy. No, absolutely um, not. So yeah, I look I, I don't have particularly high social needs, so seeing somebody once a week satisfies that to some degree. Yeah. Um, I don't need to be constantly at the front of somebody's mind or being the first thing that somebody considers when they're making decisions.
1: Mm. I guess you just don't want to be the last, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is, And there
3: is that. There's certainly been times where um, I've had to express a need a number of times to try to get a mm. and and that can be tricky. So, what's something that you
1: would like uh, past you, who didn't quite realise that this was an option, to know? In case there are any listeners, readers out there who are wanting to, Even not feeling like they fit on the relationship escalator,
2: but right. like, yeah,
3: what would you, what, what advice? If if it's I,
2: just reassurance. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, yeah,
3: reassurance baby. Yeah. that um, uh, being in you know, a a relationship that looks good to the outside world gives you validation. Mm. Um, I remember, you know, being asked, you know, is there somebody special in your life? As a, you know, and that sort of. Yeah. Uh, so I had a lot of lot of hang ups around that of not being worthy. I think um, I get asked that
1: question a lot and I'm like, there's many special people in my yeah, life exactly. not having sex with any of them and yes. I love them dearly but I have many amazing soulmates. You exactly. Know? That's
3: it. And that's, yeah. that's also a really important value. Your friends, um, other, other advice to past me, don't accept less than mm. what you're worth. I did a lot of that, um, particularly through my twenties.
2: Yeah, know your know your worth, know your mm. value, know your yeah. wants. Yeah, fig- but f- figuring, f- figuring that, even knowing that, beca- is hard sometimes. Sometimes mm. you don't. It's yeah. hard to know that. Hard to learn that thing.
1: Yes. I would say I wouldn't want to, and I guess this kind of segues a bit into lessons learned. Yeah, but don't not? feel like you need to put a label on yourself. Straight mm. away mm. Or, or, or like,
2: at all on anything Or ever Like, yeah. you know
1: and, and it's okay to try something and realise it's not for you It doesn't mean you failed at anything Yeah You know, that and- that if you If something isn't right Then maybe try something else to see if that's right But that, you know You don't need to feel like a failure if nothing's working yeah. out But the fact that you oh. tried it is amazing
3: Yes, and the, the, the word fail is should be taken out of of relationships relationships, don't fail they might end for a reason exactly
1: like I have such a problem where people say my marriage failed and I'm like well you got married and it was a successful time that you spent with that person but things end like just because I finish eating a really good cake that I made does not make that cake a failure it was great while I ate it yeah
3: And, and maybe it's more of a success that you've been able to leave Yeah, a relationship and stop that's no eating longer the second cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, I really want cake.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. We're, we're stuck here in these chairs and these microphones for the next two hours and all we're going to want is a big lovely cake. Now I want a big lovely cake.
1: What are your lessons, Tom? You there, boy, fetch me some cake. Our cakes, cake boy's off today, cakes, sorry. please.
2: And be, be smart about it. We gave him a holiday this
1: Saturday, the cake
0: boy. What a
2: mistake that was. (laughs) Um, something, Tilly, you mentioned, you just touched on this subject ever so briefly in your, in your Mm -hmm. stories, but my lesson is that uh, what you want can change. Yes. And Mm. you forget that. So you can, at 18, you can want X, you can want sex drugs and rock and roll but yeah. three years later you can it's totally valid to be like "No, nope, I'm bored with booze I've had all this you know it's you called can, yeah. people are allowed
1: to change their mind mm. and
2: so, so, so that's okay if you've always had your mind set on one career your whole life but then at 40 that doesn't interest you. It's okay. You your wants and needs can change, and they will, and they'll creep up on you uh, often. Mm. I find you'll just be all of a sudden. Oh, I'm. Oh my God, I'm interested in town planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, public. transport
1: laugh, but I know someone who that exact situation happened uh, to They are like, I'm going to be a town planner. Yes.
2: Oh my God, public transport is fascinating to me now. Yeah. So those things yeah. can just you you won't know, you won't be a young rock star your whole life, buddy boy. Your wants and needs can change
1: and that is totally valid and it's totally and fine. fine
2: and it's totally fine if you're yeah. in
1: a situation where you're really happy being a unicorn in a relationship that's mm. great and if you wake up one morning and go i don't want to do this anymore yep. that's great too <laughs> i'm out yeah yep. just you know cut and run no no don't cut and run explain <laughs> to them what's happening and then cut. Yeah, and don't run. ghost ghosting is evil and yeah, i will never like, be okay like with that. anyone who goes no
3: unless it's for safety
1: Unless it's for safety, absolutely
3: that is okay.
2: I don't know if there's yes. any other lessons learned to go around before we wrap up a little
3: show. The, the only other one I would say is be brave. Be brave yes. about it. Say state what you want, um, and yeah, be brave about stating it. And understand that not everybody's going to be able to meet that. Mm. Yeah, and, and if they can't meet
1: okay. it, great. You've weeded out somebody else who's not yeah, right to be right. with you. It's exactly. all win da- win win. all, win, yep. win. Yes. all right. Sorry, Tilly, thank you. Sorry, into the okay. Sorry okay. you so heard that, everybody. Thank you.
3: Tilly,
2: thank you so so much for once oh, again coming in. fascinating. You were ultra brave coming in uh, <laughs> once the first time, but to do it again. Uh,
1: Tilly doesn't love microphones, oh, I and I just think for someone who doesn't love microphones, she's done so alarmingly <laughs> well. Absolutely. both episodes that she's been here. It. So thank you, thank you, Incredibly Tilly. Incredibly
3: informative. Maybe did it by myself this time. I, I yeah. know we didn't have a support
1: Scott in the background. Now, if you guys if you want to write into one of our minisodes, let's say if you've got any stories, let's call out for any stories where you have been like, unicorn hunted. I want to know about that. Yes. I want to know if you have been a third in somebody's relationship. I want to know how it happened. I want to know.
2: Tell me what it's like to be desired. Because yeah.
1: <laughs> Tom doesn't know. He
2: <laughs> yes. needs to live vicariously there through, are rare, through there you, There are rare readers. animals amongst you, rare beasts, exotic beasts. Uh, yeah, let us know your yeah, stories. If
1: you've got any stories about being, a third in somebody's relationship or being in a successful throuple mm. slash polycule, please write in and let us know. If you want to be in one of our main episodes, you can write to ghost of boyfriends at gmail.com or if you want to make it super easy for us, go to that's not canon.com forward slash ghost of boyfriends and fill in our form. It's and those super you, easy.
2: Those of you who have written in, uh, Emailed us. Check your junk mails, your email, uh, j- uh, your junk boxes at home. Elizabeth has been writing back. We, uh, yes. Uh, so if, if you're wondering why you've been left on red, it's not us. It's you. Check I your, know. Please check your someone junk someone in
1: our Ghost of boyfriends past group therapy group, which you should all join because it's good fun. The other day was That's like on
2: Facebook. Everybody.
1: They were like, I keep, I keep having, uh, I keep writing in, and then they keep having repeat guests. I'm like, I've written to you. Aww. I swear. Like I've written to you. Check your junk mail, please. <laughs> so we're,
2: we're trying. <laughs> we we're want. Trying. Trying, badly everybody. we're trying <laughs> otherwise uh, thank you for tuning in and listening rate, review share the show to those of you uh, to those friends of yours who think might get a little bit of help out of our little show um, keep dating because you'll keep dating you'll keep I don't know your falling. bad dates yeah, keep, keep us in a <laughs> job <laughs> <it> <laughs> <kerfuffles> <laughs> and you'll, you'll send them the stories the, <laughs> the vicious cycle will continue
1: and as always keep communicating folks
2: yes <laughs>